I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast and all those that are watching live on the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in as well. Uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NFC South. Uh, we're going to be also be talking about the new schedule that is about to uh, reveal itself in a few hours. Uh, but first, we have a special guest with us here on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, he's been here before for some of those that have been rocking with the show uh, for, for some time. Uh, he is a two-time Super Bowl winning champion. Uh, you can also check him out on CBS Sports, or you can catch him on his podcast alongside his cousin, All-Pro Patrick Peterson. I'm talking about my guy, Brian McFadden. B-Mac, what's going on, man? What's happening? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Hey, man, appreciate you being here, man. It's always a pleasure when you come through and uh, give us uh, insight on the NFL. So thank you so much for your time, man. Hey, can I say something real quick? Your intro music really got me fired up. <laughs> I felt like I was a part of a second line or something like that. So that's real authentic, authentic, legit, you know, coming from New Orleans. So, man, I like the intro music, man. I feel like I had be in the street bouncing a little bit. Hey, man. Hey, I had to do that, man. You know, being from New Orleans, man, you know, we, we're known for second line and just wanted to try to incorporate that into the, to the yeah, show, man. But I like it. I like, like it. Once, but once again, man, thank you so much for being here. Uh, definitely want to get your take about some things going on uh, with the NFL schedule about to come out in a couple hours. Know everybody's mm -hmm. excited about that. But let's go ahead and just get started. Let's talk a little bit about the NFC South. Uh, the NFC South started the NFL draft with Carolina Panthers going uh, number one. Uh, taking Bryce Young, Bryce Young out of Alabama, 2021 Heisman Trophy winner, a uh, guy that comes with a, a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, the Carolina Panthers selecting Bryce Young first pick overall? Were you surprised that they went with him? Or you, did you think they were going another direction? Your thoughts, B-Mac? My thoughts was that was the first, that was the best guy, the best quarterback. I would have been surprised if they selected someone else 
you know, to be their franchise quarterback. But I felt leading up to the draft, the entire pre-draft process, TJ, Bryce Young did everything you needed him to do. If you Mm -hmm. talk about combining his collegiate production, the consistency in which he provided, overall team success, and individually, he -hmm. had it. You know what I mean? He did everything that he was supposed to do. And I understand there was some red flags concerning the measurables. But my argument in regards to Bryce Young it would be one thing if he played at Alabama and he was 6'3", 6'4", and then right. he shrunk to be 5'10", getting ready for the draft. Mm-hmm. This is a kid who's been the same height throughout his collegiate career, and it hasn't halted or, 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 or hindered any development of progress. Mm-hmm. So why would we feel? Why should we feel like we will see a difference? I'm not expecting him to dominate like he did at Alabama. You know, the right. NFL is a different world. But right. in regards to the peer, his peers that were all lobbying to try to be the first quarterback to come off the board, I mean, name me a quarterback who was better in college than Bryce Young. You can't. Mm. So that's why I felt like he was the best pick, and I wasn't surprised to hear his name called first. Yeah. And I, I think about Frank Reich, too. You know, there, there's been some thoughts about Frank Reich. Frank Reich is, is known for developing quarterbacks. We've seen what he can do with Carson Wentz uh, back in 2017, had him on an MP, uh, MVP trajectory. Uh, when he went down, Nick Foles came in, won Super Bowl MVP. He even had he even had him like when he played for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, he had Carson Wentz improving. Uh, do you think Frank Reich can be able to work with uh, Bryce Young? He's known for maybe going with guys that's a little bit taller. Yeah, I, I think Frank Reich, when they selected Bryce Young, they did their due diligence, you know, on the field and off the field. So... I don't think Bryce Young would have been the guy if Frank Wright had any concerns in being able to work with him or get the most out of him throughout his professional career in Charlotte. So I felt like I feel like Frank Wright is like, yeah, this is a guy I want to work with. As you mentioned, right. his history, being a former quarterback, which is important, coaching that position, being hands on, have real good history in coaching that position. Yeah, I think Frank Wright was ecstatic knowing that Bryce Young was there for them. That's why they traded up. Think about this. Right. When they made this trade, it was weeks before the draft. Right. So they made this trade already knowing then. That's something that a lot of people are not talking about. This was already set in stone weeks ago, well before the draft actually took place Good when point. they made this trade. Because if they didn't if they didn't feel like Bryce Young was the guy, I don't know if they would have traded all the way up to number one. Right. We do know. One thing we know for sure, Chicago, who had one, mm-hmm. wasn't taking a quarterback. Yep. So for Carolina... If you're so high on Bryce Young and you believe he will probably be the first to come off the board, you had to feel the same sentiment for other teams that needed a quarterback. But you Mm. just wanted to jump the gun and make that move happen before they did. Yep. So I felt like the consensus throughout the National Football League, most teams probably felt like Bryce Young was the number one guy. Yeah. Well, I look at Bryce Young. I mean, the fact that you what you alluded to, he was the best quarterback in the draft and a lot of people feel like he probably was the best player in the draft and you do not move up to the number one spot to go with the number two guy you go and and get the number one guy and that's exactly what the carolina panthers did and um you know i i I like him a lot i i like frank reich a lot you know being a saints fan b mag i gotta be honest i think frank reich the best coach in the division that's how much Mm -hmm. respect i have for him so I, i do think that it's going to be uh really really great to see uh, him work alongside Bryce Young and make him and help him to develop into being uh, a franchise quarterback uh, for the Carolina Panthers. 
and, well, and let, let me hit you let yeah, me hit you real yeah, something real quick you just mm -hmm. you just brought something to my attention yeah. i agree with you i think in the nfc south if you had to rank the, the quarterbacks frank reich would be one yeah. it would be two three and four for you and be huh. be be unbiased man you know you know me I, i'm not <laughs> i'm not biased at all number one i have frank Wright. uh Number two, uh, I would probably go with Arthur Smith. Number three, I, like I would go with Ty Bowles, and number four, I go with Dennis Allen. Um, I'm just, I'm just being 100. Like I'm, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I talk about the Saints. Uh, you know, I'm a Saints fan, but I don't think that Dennis Allen is the best coach, and I, I honestly think that it's kind of a do or die year for him. Uh, Ty Bowles, um, you know, he, they had some ups and downs last year with Tampa, but they did make the postseason. Uh, Arthur Smith got these guys going in the right direction as far as mm -hmm. like uh, some of the things that they're doing in Atlanta. And Frank Reich is a playoff uh, a playoff coach. Uh, you know, he's also got a Super Bowl as an assistant coach with Philadelphia. Yep. So, I mean, it's hard for me to knock him and be like, well, you know, he's the bottom of the barrel. To me, he's top notch. No doubt about that, man. I, I, I agree with your ranking. I, yeah. agree. <laughs> I, well, I just want to hear where you stand. Hey, hey, I, hey, I got to keep it 100 over here. But uh, let, let's exactly. go ahead and move on and talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Falcons, they got B. John Robinson, man, which were, probably was a little bit of a shock to a lot of people. Um, you know, they, they got Tyler Algier out there that had a really good season. Uh, you got Cordell Patterson almost, you know, is that kind of that Swiss Army guy for them. Uh, and also, you know, the fact that they had Desmond Ritter and some people thought that maybe they'll go with, a, you know, the fact that they got the A pick in the draft, they will probably draft the quarterback. Were you shocked yeah. to see the Falcons select B. John Robinson with that A pick instead of going quarterback? Well, based on the quarterback that was available, the only guy that was left was Will Levis. And clearly, <laughs> NFL teams didn't feel like he was a first-round type guy. Right. right. So... I was surprised to see the running back. I knew mm. coming out, I live in Atlanta, so hearing the word mm. in Atlanta, they were not going to touch Jalen Carter mm. at all. But I know the person they actually wanted, TJ, was De Devon Witherspoon. Oh, wow. And a unique story about Devon Witherspoon, if Arizona stayed at three, mm. they were going to draft Devon Witherspoon. Mm. Right? So mm -hmm. when Arizona traded out of three, Mm. Of course, we know how it played out. The Houston Texans went to go get Will Anderson. Right. We know the Colts wanted a quarterback. But mm. if Seattle didn't take Devon at five, uh, Detroit was going to take him at six. Mm. That's why Detroit traded out of six when right. Devon was gone because that was his guy. So long story short, Devon Witherspoon was the number one player on the board for Arizona, mm. Seattle, Detroit, Atlanta, the Raiders, mm. Eagle, he was the number one player on the board. The only wow. teams that didn't have him number one on their board was, of course, Carolina, who went right. quarterback. Houston, who went quarterback as well. But remember, they traded back up. So they clearly wasn't going to trade back up to go get another top corner when they took Derek Stingley, what, top right. four, top five a year ago. Right. But every other team in the top ten had Witherspoon on their board as the number one guy. That's how, yeah. that's how they looked at him. I've never mm. heard this. Wow about a prospect and not to mention we're talking about a cornerback who who's not six two six mm -hmm. one six foot doesn't right. run a four three or four two we're talking right. about a five ten corner 188 ran four four but has hot tape and they just love the way he approaches the game yeah. now going back to the initial question mm -hmm. I, I jalen carter wasn't going to be be the guy i mean some other defenders, no. So they wanted Witherspoon. Witherspoon was gone. The next best play, next best best available player for the Falcons was 
Bijan. But it makes sense though, right? You got right. a second year quarterback. You want to see him flourish. You want to see him have a balanced type of tack. You go get the most talented running back in the draft since maybe Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. a guy that will be a plug and play player, also can do wonders for you in the passing game. So you're trying to stockpile talent around a young, young quarterback. So mm-hmm. it was surprising because we just seem to devalue the running back position. And it's almost like an unwritten rule where you can't draft a running back that right. high anymore. But for the Falcons, if you feel like this is the guy that can help your young quarterback and also help your offense in this, at the same time, why not? Yeah, I got a follow-up question, though. You, you were talking about Jalen Carter and them not being interested in him. Was it the fact that, you know, he they didn't want to keep him in the state of Georgia? And I and also got to ask you this. Um, do, do NFL organizations look at where guys are from and does that play a role in them drafting them? For example, if a guy, like for the Saints, for example, is that like a reason why the Saints don't normally draft guys from LSU? And in this case, him being from Georgia, going to the University of Georgia, did it play a role with them not drafting him? You know what? I Personally, I don't know for the Falcons, but I do know some teams, when you talk about homegrown-like players that are available mm-hmm. in the draft, mm-hmm. if they feel like those players have had some extracurricular activities that have been associated with them while mm-hmm. in college, some teams will shy away with drafting that player 40 or 50 miles away from where they played college ball. Right. Because some teams feel like that same baggage that was lingering around in college right. definitely going to linger around in the pros, especially when you're getting paid big time bucks right. to play the game. So some teams are a bit mindful in doing that. I don't know if that was the case for Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I do know everything that was associated with Jalen Carter, not necessarily just saying, the the accident right other right. things that were right. coming from athens played a part in atlanta and be basically saying you know what we, we don't want to touch them and it was more about a maturity thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean for them right yeah i mean look I, I think that you know getting a guy away from familiar territory might be beneficial for him you know i, I think about like you know with tyron matthew going to arizona and, and your cousin patrick peterson you know wrapping his arms around him you know, being a mentor to him. And now you look at Tyre Matthew, he comes back to the New Orleans Saints, you know, a, a grown man, mature family man, yeah. a completely yeah. different uh, head on his shoulders than he had when he first got into the league. So I do think like some of those, in some of those cases, it's probably best to see a guy go somewhere else in order for I them agree. to branch out and develop and to become a, a, a pro. And I, I think that that's key to some of these guys out here. Some guys, you know, you can draft them, they can be a local guy, and the next thing you know, I mean, it really doesn't matter to them. But some of those guys, I agree with what you're saying. Maybe they need to, you know, branch out a little bit to develop to be uh, the players and, and the people that they need to be. Uh, but let, let's go ahead and move on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, <laughs> they decided they, that they wanted to sign Baker Mayfield, uh, mm-hmm. didn't get, get a quarterback, but got Kalaja Kansi, and they also got some more pieces that they needed, uh, offensive linemen in the second round. Um, and they also uh, kept Ty Bowles as their coach. Uh, no Tom Brady this year. Uh, what do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in 2023? Yo, right now, I, I, I don't know. There's so much uncertainty with their organization in regards to structure. And number one, who is going to be the starting quarterback? I know right now, if the season was to start today, I think it's safe to say Baker Mayfield will be the guy. Right. But which Baker Mayfield will we get? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because even going back to last year's offense for Tampa, even with Tom Brady, they had struggles. You yeah. know what I mean? They had struggles. Running back-wise, 
White is going to be the guy. It's his first mm-hmm. time being a full-time starter. You know, you right. still have you still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, you know, Russell Gage, you know, of course. Uh, but mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, what will we see from the running game? Remember, they couldn't run the football last year. Right. You know, offensive yeah, line dealt point. with a lot of injuries, but they couldn't run the football. Right. They couldn't <laughs> run the football, you know. And, and I think they got Chase Edmonds as well, you know, in a backup role. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe we will see, you know, getting Shaq Barrett back, Hopefully he will be 100% healthy. That, that's a yeah. plus. Yeah. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Cantsy, a uh, talented guy, first rounder from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, secondary play, you still got Carton Davis and the crew, uh, right. uh, uh, Jamel Dean, uh, Winfield Jr. So they still have pieces on the defensive side, TJ. Right. I'm concerned about the offense. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, what do I expect? I have no expectations. I, mm-hmm. I don't think if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm just talking on basic, basically how I see the, the roster right now. Right. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to the playoffs, Todd Bowles did a masterful job in coaching. Yeah. Because yeah, it should be team. coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if he's able to do that, wow. Because they – I'm not saying they lack talent. They have pieces from the Super Bowl runs with Tom Brady. Right. But just offensively, how are they going to get things done? Yeah. It's too many ifs. Like, if Breaker Mayfield plays exceptionally well, even going mm. back – but well before he did better than what he did when they went to the Browns, when the Browns went to the playoffs, you got to get right. that type of Baker. Yeah. Right. Can they yeah. run if they can run the football? Right. You know That's what I mean? So it, it, there's a lot of ifs, mostly mm-hmm. with their offense. So I have no expectations for Tampa right now. Yeah. And I mean, even with Cleveland, I mean, Baker Mayfield had a good supporting cast in that backfield yes. with Nick Chubb oh, no and Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah. he was able to throw the ball, you know, to a screen pass and Kareem Hunt can turn a three-yard play into about a 60-yard play. And, you know, Nick Chubb, I mean, running the ball up the middle, his talent, his ability helped him out a lot. So with with that cast, along with uh, the receivers that they had, you know, Jarvis Landry that was there as well, it, it helped them, you know, to be able to make the postseason. I'm just wondering, like, when I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensively, you know, Tom Brady was how their bread was buttered offensively, and he he, he kind of disguised a lot of their – inconsistencies offensively so what do you do when you no longer have arguably the greatest quarterback that ever played the game as your signal caller anymore what are you going to do and what how is baker mayfield going to respond in an offense where it's past dominant you know as long as bruce arians yeah. around there somewhere you know he's going to be influencing that offense to throw the ball a lot so yeah. uh it, it should be interesting to see tampa and where they're going to go um you know i, I don't know if they're going to make the postseason to be honest with you running they they need some help I heard uh, some reports about maybe them looking at Ezekiel Elliott as a as a backup. Uh, you know, maybe he has something a little bit left in the tank, but they gotta they gotta figure something out, man. Because mm-hmm. if they just think they're gonna throw the ball all over play with Baker Mayfield, they're gonna be on the outside looking into the postseason this season. Yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah, finally, let, let's talk about uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the New Orleans Saints finished seven and ten last season. Uh, they got some new pieces. Uh, the biggest piece is a. Uh, New quarterback Derek Carr coming from the Las Vegas Raiders wasn't very happy with the Raiders. Went home early in the season, uh, decided that he wanted to test the free agent market. The Saints end up acquiring him uh, via free agency. Um, what, what do you think about the, the New Orleans Saints, uh, some of the new pieces uh, that they have, and also just Dennis Allen going into his second year? What, what do you think about this team? I, I like some of the things they were able to do. Uh, clearly in free agency going to get a quarterback, right? Yeah. Right now, pencil in or, you know, with a with a, a pen, he's the best quarterback in the division. No mm-hmm. argument there, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that, being able to get structure at that position. 
Um, I like what they were able to do in the draft. Uh, Brian Brazee, if he's healthy, he got to stay healthy. Remember, he dealt with some injury concerns throughout right. his time in Clemson. Right. Uh, but he's a guy that plays with a high motor, uh, mm -hmm. loves the game of football. And I think he could potentially be a guy who starts sooner than later in his mm -hmm. career with the Saints. Folsky um, from Notre Dame. I think he was in the second round. I think he's right. the lead leading sack getter for the Fighting Irish in, in, yep. in, 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 in program history. So that's a plus. The mm -hmm. only player who had more sacks than Falski since 2021 is Will Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Since 2021 or 2022, you know what I mean, is Will Anderson. So he's second behind Will Anderson. I think he had 20-plus wow. sacks. Uh, I really love Miller from uh, TCU. I really oh, love yeah, Miller. Kendra Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the running back from Miller. Mm -hmm. um, another another guy who I like as well, A.T. Perry yeah, from Wake Forest. Yeah. You know what I mean, from Wake Forest. Because let's keep it real. You don't know what you're going to get out of Michael. Thomas. Yeah, fair you know enough. What I mean? Fair you, enough. You don't know. You got to prepare for an injury with him. You got to yep. prepare for him not being able to play. Yep. That's just that's just the proof. You know that the proof is in the pudding. I yep. like Michael uh, when he was in his prime, healthy, one of the best to do it. You know what I mean? Yep. I consider him to be our modern day Chris Carter because yep. he wasn't yep. a very very fast guy, wasn't mm -hmm. overly athletic, mm -hmm. wasn't super super quick, but he just got the job the job done. Yep. Create separation, sure-handed guy, but you don't know what you're gonna get out of Michael Thomas. So, I like the pieces. I love the. De of course, the defense is gonna do what they're gonna do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think the defense will be much improved this year, especially if you know if they stay healthy. It's all about the final thing you asked me in regards to the Saints, Dennis Allen. Mm. This is about Dennis Allen, because I'm gonna keep it real with you, TJ. If the Saints don't win this division, they need they need to cut ties with Dennis Allen. There's wow. no way, and this division is so wide open, and it's wide open because there's so many uncertainties with the other teams. We just yep. talked about Tampa. We don't know what yep. we're going to get from the quarterback. We don't know who the quarterback will be for the entire season. We can yep. go with Carolina. Bryce Young probably will be a day one starter, but you know how rookie quarterbacks are. You don't know. It's a it's an emotional roller coaster with rookie quarterbacks. Then when you go to Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, okay, and of course they added some pieces, but Think about this. Low-key, Atlanta outperformed the Saints last year. Mm. It, it, they, they did, in my opinion. I don't remember exactly who had the best record between Atlanta, but I remember Atlanta was in the playoff hunt towards the last month of the season. Yeah. How? I don't know. <laughs> and because the, divi the entire division was, was terrible. I mean, all but they three did more teams. with less. Yeah, all, the all three teams, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, all went seven and ten. So they all had yes. the same identical record. Yes, yes. And how is that possible? And mm -hmm. I understand with the quarterback conundrum with the Saints and how it played out. But still, still, you yep. shouldn't. And there's no way in the world, if you look at the Saints team from a year ago, even with Jameis or Andy Dalton, you can't finish with the same record as the Falcons. <laughs> I agree. Look. I, I look at the New Orleans Saints this way, and I, I've said this, and I 100% agree with you when it comes to Dennis Allen. I said if Dennis Allen does not perform this season, they got to let him go because they, they can they won't be able to sell Dennis Allen to the Saints masses anymore. Like last year, you kind of had a little bit of a pass. Uh, you know, you 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 kind of was a plug and play coach, but everybody else was kind of like you know layovers from Sean Payton. So mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you know how it is, man. You know, everybody working on the assembly line. One guy gets promoted. Now he's telling them what to do. And you're like, man, I can do the job better than him. 
You know, you, you got those type of mind frames and stuff like that. So all those guys are gone. Now you elected your coaches, the ones mm-hmm. that you wanted to retain. That was your decision. And you got the quarterback that you wanted, that you feel like can lead yep. the team to the playoffs. So if he can't do that, then, I mean, what else did, did you, do you need to see? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can sell Dennis Allen to the Saints fans in, in, after 2023 if they don't make the postseason. If I, I they don't, don't make the postseason, it's a total disappointment knowing how wide open this division is. The mm-hmm. NFC South resembles the AFC South so much. The mm-hmm. AFC South is kind of about Jacksonville and everybody else because <laughs> they have the most stable, stable, structured quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, right? right. Right. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, let's keep it real. He's on the last leg. Houston, mm-hmm. we don't know. C.J. Yep. Stroud, rookie. Anthony Richardson, rookie, right? Yep. Think about the Saints. Derek Carr, the best quarterback. Atlanta, we don't know. Carolina, yep. we don't know. Tampa, we don't know. Yep. So if the Saints don't win the division, if the Saints don't get into the playoffs, Dennis Allen, and the thing is about this, T.J., we've seen Dennis Allen as a head coach before, right? right? When he was with the Raiders. And I understand it was dog years for the Raiders at that time, but yet and still, we didn't really see that spark. And I'm going to keep it real with you. Some coaches are just better suited being coordinators than head coaches. Yeah. Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But as a head (laughs) coach, like, whoa, like some of the things that I saw last year, just I didn't like how he handled the whole quarterback situation, number one. Mm. I didn't like his decision-making and a lack of adjustments. Like yep. I said, Arthur Smith did more with less a year ago. And we know how Atlanta and the Saints feel about each other. Come on. They had finished with the same record. That's yep. that, that, So this year, it's all about Dennis Allen. This should be the Saints division to lose, hands down. Yeah. I mean, no more excuses. Uh, like The thing about it is what was being sold to the Saints fans was – what you just alluded to, the Raiders are like a a football purgatory, right? And it was at a that disaster. time, at, yeah, right. Yeah, when he was there. right, that, that's that's what we would say, right? And what happens like when you still don't have you you have your team on the outside looking into the postseason? Yeah, all these changes that you made were things that you wanted to do. So, as far as I'm concerned, like if Dennis Allen don't get the get the Saints to the postseason, win a division. And I, I I do believe that they need to go ahead and let them go because it, it's going to be a hard sell. It, they trying to sell tickets. They're not going to sell them with Dennis Allen being a, being a head coach if they can't get it done in 2023. No question. And I just yeah. go back to last year, you know, and I understand before last year, like let's go back to 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. Right. When Tom Brady came on the scene, you know, even though you still had Drew Brees, we, mm-hmm. we, we know it's going to be a gauntlet, right? Right. Now, last year, Tom Brady, last year in Tampa did not look like 2021 and 2022 Tampa and Tom Brady. Right. But who won the division last year in the NFC South? Tampa. Tampa. Who got to the playoffs? Tampa. How? And think about how bad the Buccaneers looked, bro. Yeah, they were terrible. Boy, they were terrible. Yeah, they were not good. Yeah. But they they made Hmm. the adjustments, made the plays. And at some point in time, you just got to look at the head man in charge. You know what I mean? Some coaches run away from coaching. Some coaches run to coaching, you yeah. know what I mean? And when they run to coaching, they get a different outcome in the players they're talking and they're coaching too. Right. Yeah. Look, I, I look at, you know, I mean, even with Ty Bowles, you know, I, I look at him as a really good coordinator. I look at Dennis Allen as a really good coordinator. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, I just think that two guys. Josh, me, Josh McDaniels in the Raiders. Yep. The Raiders. Yeah, another one, another good point. Yeah, yeah, I just look at guys like they're really good at like being coordinators, but not just being the leaders of men. You know, like yeah. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, he could. I mean, I don't know if he can change my mind or the Saints fans' mind, but yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. CJ, I think it's safe to say this is a make or break year for Dennis Allen. Oh yeah, let's do a die for the Snakes. Yeah, let's do a die. Let's this do a make die, or break year. Yeah, the only way he remains in New Orleans is they get to the playoffs. That's it. Yep. That's it. I mean, because once again, these are some these are the coaches that you wanted to bring in, the players yeah. that you wanted to select. So you the no longer have yep. you got your quarterback. You no longer have that. Oh, this was, you know, Sean Payton's got none, none of that, right? This is your team. Um, but finally, I, I want to ask you uh about Anthony Richardson. We mentioned the AFC South. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, guy had really good upside. Got opportunity to go to the combine. B uh, Mag, watch this dude up close. Yeah, I mean, physically imposing. Like to see a guy this big playing a quarterback position, big arm, a lot of talent. Um, he got the Indianapolis Colts fans and organization raving. What do you see out of Anthony Richardson? Uh, do you think that he can live up to the hype? Do you think Shane Steichen, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, can get it out of him? I, I I I do. I think you know Shane can get the best out of Anthony based on the comparison in Anthony's game, similar to Jalen Hurts, mm. the mobility. You know what I mean. Being able to extend plays, you can incorporate him in the running game. I think they, those are things that could help Anthony Richardson. But it's up to Anthony Richardson to take the next step. Mm. You know, I was on a, a Twitter Spaces uh, last week, and it was involving. Miami Hurricane fans and, and Florida Gator fans. Mm. And I just kept it real with the Gators. I said, it's confusing f- for me that you guys only won six games and you had the top four player in the draft as your starting quarterback. Yeah. That, that, that's confusing to me. Like, what, 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 what are we missing? Was it more about him or just the system that wasn't really pro- providing the type of wins that you should get when you have a quarterback that's going to be a top four player selected in a draft? Right. Talented, the most talented quarterback we've seen in quite some time in regards to athleticism. Right. Um, but that's the thing. It's about growth and development. I do believe, unless he's totally not ready, he should be. He should start outright. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he should start the first week of mini mini camp. You know, right. allow him to kind of go through the process. But week one, by then he should be ready to start. Yeah. Because right now Gardner Minshew is the guy, and we all would vote and say Anthony Richardson is better than Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah. So how can he learn from a guy who he is better than? (laughs) That's a good point. Right? So if that's the case, let's go. Unless he just totally looks out of whack and he's not ready. So that's that's my sentiments on Anthony Richardson. I wish I would have seen more consistency while he was at Florida um, because he was very, very inconsistent. You know, and if you were to rank the quarterbacks in the SEC just from production and consistency, Anthony Richardson probably wouldn't be top four. Wow. Yeah. I mean, had, and let's do it like this. You got Bryce. Right. You got Hendon, Hooker. Mm-hmm. You can throw in Jaden Daniels from LSU. Right. Heck, you can throw in Will Rogers from Mississippi State. Heck, you can even throw in Stetson Bennett. I, don't, I know Stetson had everything around him, but right. he orchestrated and he did what he was supposed to do. He was the point guard. He didn't mess it up. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. then people and people kept saying that he had no talent at Florida. Come on, Florida ain't never had an issue recruiting. We know yep. that. 
at all. Yeah, my, my biggest issue is the, the completion percentage. I, I just it's hard for me like to see quarterbacks who struggle and be under 60% coming to the league and they just fix their problem. Like you rarely ever see that. Like if a guy yeah. is inaccurate coming into the league, more than likely he's going to be inaccurate throughout his entire time there. So that's mm-hmm. that's my biggest concern right there. Like, you know, drawing about 57, 58% of your passes, that's that's not gonna get the job done. And no, also, and then also. And some of the bigger games, like you had opportunity on a big stage. Now, yeah, you know, you had some of these teams in SEC, you know, they got some really good talent is, is, is stacked. You probably won't win the game, but there were times where, I mean, he didn't show up in some of these bigger games. Like the only game people were really talking about is the game he played versus Utah. And that's yep, the big, Utah. that's my biggest concern right there. So and he had a good game against Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He had yeah. a really good game against Tennessee. Yeah, so I mean, it's like a handful of games that you could possibly name, you know, that he did it. But I, I just wonder, like, can you know, can he improve on some of the things that he lacked? Uh, you know, and, and I, I do believe that he should start, like you said. I mean, they 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 said the same thing about Cam Newton when he first got into the league, wondering if he's going to start. And in the first game, I think he played Arizona through for four hundred yep. yards. You yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. at the same time. You know, Cam Newton was a Heisman Trophy winner. He won two national championships, one for, you know, community college and uh, also in uh, you know national championship for yep. major college football. You know, so this guy is fully decorated. So I just think that comparing him to Cam is a little bit crazy. But the, the completion percentage issue is the one that, that really bothers me. I don't have an issue uh, b- believing that Shane Steichen can get the best out of him. We've seen him with his development with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he can get the best out of Richardson, but Richardson is going to have to improve on that on, on his completions uh, percentage yeah. in order for him to really be uh, the quarterback that the Indianapolis Colts uh, need. Uh, yeah, and I think you, I, I mm-hmm. think most of the the Cam Newton comparison comes with the measurables. They're kind of similar in size, right? Um, but yeah, that completion concern is is, is basically tied to accuracy. Right. You know what I mean? And that's something that I have concerns with and issue with. But I'll say this, TJ. Remember when Josh Allen got drafted, his first year or so was, whew, he only completed around 55, 56, 56, uh, 56% of his passes. Right. And then initially we saw a change, yep. right? And what happened was when Brian Dayball came onto the scene, he found a way to get the most out of Josh Allen and Josh Allen believed in the system. Yep. That's the most unique thing in regards to young quarterbacks. It's not always the individual fault in why they're not doing what they're supposed to do. It's about the structure or the lack thereof that's surrounding them. Because let's mm. keep it real. Josh Allen still is a hell of a quarterback. But Josh Allen with Brian Dayball looks better than Josh Allen with Ken Dorsey. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I, I do think coordinator and, um, you know, coordinators matter. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, getting a, that's that's the that's the worst, the worst thing about it, though. When a coordinator gets the best out of a player, you know it's more than likely he's gonna get a head coaching opportunity, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. But you can definitely see a change in Josh Allen's uh, performance as a quarterback uh, this past year versus when Dayball was there. Yes, and, no question. You know, and, yeah. So the question is, you know, will we see a change when it comes between the relationship between Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson? Uh, but uh, do you think that he's starting week one? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What are we doing? Like, let's keep uh, it. Let's, let's, I, I don't think he should start right now because they just had rookie mini camp, so only the rookies were there. Like mm-hmm. when the entire team is there for OTAs, going to grass, going through the motions. I don't. I'm not saying put him out there right then. I'm right. not saying put him out the first day of training camp practice. I'm not right. saying that. 
But at mm-hmm. some point in time, this man got to, we got to give him the keys and let's see how it looks when he gets in the car. Yeah. Let's see if he got his seat appropriately sit up the right way. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he understands how to navigate in the car, right? right? And if he understands how to navigate in the car, then heck, week one, I don't know who the Colts have week one. We will find out in a few hours. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Gardner Minshew, that's the stuff. If, if, if there was a long time journeyman, um, let's utilize Andy Dalton as an example. Let's say the mm-hmm. Colts had Andy Dalton as their as their backup right now, right? Right. Andy Dalton has started a lot of ball. Yeah. Even though he's at the end of his career, he has started a lot of ball. Yeah. So if you wanted to say, you know what, Andy, the first few games we're gonna give it to you. Let's see what you can do. Anthony, sit and wait, learn. That's okay. Right. But Gardner Minshew doesn't have the starting resume yeah. as an Andy Dalton. So with that being said, and as I stated. This man is better than Gardner Minshew. How you want him to learn from some guy that he's better than? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, I I think that if he gives you anything, uh, you just need to put him out there. You know, and yeah. I mean, where they said uh, baptism through fire. You know, what I'm saying like that's basically what this is. So, um, if he gives you anything, mini camp, OTA yeah. training camp that you feel like you can build on in the season, I say go ahead and roll with him. I agree Back. with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. But B-Mac, thank you so much of, uh, for being on the State of the Saints podcast. Man, also, the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast. Really do appreciate it. I love uh, some gumbo, by the way. Shout out to Gumbo Sports. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that, man. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, but, yeah, let, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. I know CBS Sports, but let, let everybody know about all things Cover Podcast. You yes. alongside Patrick Peterson. Yeah, Pat Peterson, my cousin. Uh, future Hall of Fame corner right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to speak that into existence for the all Pittsburgh right. Steelers. Hey, mm-hmm. for all you Tiger fans out there, you guys know he at LSU great. He yeah. the one made that seven what it is today. Let's keep mm-hmm. it real. He was the guy who made that number seven what it is today down there in Baton Rouge, man. Go yeah, give us, give us a listen. We talk all things, man. That's why it's called All Things Covered. We both played corner. He's currently still playing. I used to play cornerback. Um, mm-hmm. Man, we cover everything. Sports, entertainment, you know, food, golf. He's a big-time golfer. I uh, mean, give us, give us, a, give us an opportunity to get your eyes and your ears, man. You won't be disappointed. And also, too, follow me on uh, social media, BMAC underscore Sports Talk. Uh, same name for all handles. And uh, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network. You can catch me on. Yeah, and make sure you check them out on all those platforms, CBS Sports, all things covered. Man, if you're not subscribed to all things covered and not checking it out, man, where you at, man? I mean, some of the no biggest question. names in the nfl uh sports world is on the show and also give you something on, you know on your mind man more, more than just sports man so make sure that y'all check it out all things covered uh b mac alongside patrick peterson and also once again cbs sports uh this has been the state of saints podcast and the gumbo pie sports podcast thank you all for tuning in make sure you subscribe to both channels uh you can follow me on twitter at tjay jones eight and uh till next time we'll see you down the road